This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I am your host, Eric Christensen. And if you'd like to reach out to me, uh, definitely uh, feel free to drop me an email at meded101.com. Hit the contact button. Uh, If you like the podcast today, definitely uh, leave us a rating review on iTunes. Greatly appreciate it or share us with a friend, uh, colleague, email list, uh, wherever um, you run into those pharmacology-loving friends. All right, with that, let's get into the drug of the day, and that is going to be calcium acetate. Uh, brand name of this medication is Foslo, and this drug is a phosphate binder. And so when I think about this, okay, why would we need a phosphate binder? Um, essentially, this drug, through its mechanism, binds up phosphorus in the gut and prevents absorption of phosphorus uh, into systemic circulation. And this accumulation of phosphorus is generally a problem in patients with chronic kidney disease. So if you remember, the kidney is the filter of the body. It helps regulate electrolyte levels, and phosphorus uh, is certainly one of those things. So in CKD, we can get hyperphosphatemia. And from that, we may need to uh, reduce the risk from some of those complications of hyperphosphatemia uh, by giving a phosphate binder. Okay, very, very important to, uh, I think, remember that background and why we would potentially need a phosphate binder. Now, this binds phosphate in the gut. What does that mean as far as administration? So very important to remember to administer this drug with food or meals, okay? Because we're binding phosphate in the gut. If we're not eating at the time that we're administering this drug, there is minimal phosphate in the gut to be bound up, okay? So it has to be administered with meals, with food, with snacks, whatever, Got to remember that. So, so important to educate our patients that that's how this drug works because a lot of drugs don't work that way. A lot of drugs work by systemic absorption into the bloodstream and they have their physiological effects at at different sites uh, that the bloodstream delivers it to. So this drug works in the gut to lower phosphorus, got to be given with food. All right, let's get into uh, adverse drug reactions. The most uh, critical thing, most important thing I think you can uh, keep tabs on, pay attention to, is the risk for hypercalcemia. Okay, So the drug is calcium acetate. So we are giving calcium. Some of that calcium from the drug can be absorbed. And as we absorb more and more calcium, as we give more and more calcium, maybe to bind up more phosphate, 
those levels can escalate. And that can uh, get to a problem where we get elevated calcium levels, which could lead to uh, significant cardiac changes and things of that nature, if it's severe enough, of course. So one thing I keep a lookout for in clinical practice uh, is also uh, vitamin D because this can help increase the absorption of calcium and ultimately uh, raise calcium levels. So those two in combination with each other, which is done from time to time uh, for other various reasons, um, that can really ratchet up those calcium levels. So again, monitoring is so, so important uh, for those calcium levels. Uh, GI upset certainly can happen with this medication. We already give it with food, um, so that's, you know, hopefully going to help uh, with, with some of that issue. Um, if you also remember, calcium can be very constipating for some patients. And the more we give, the more likely it's probably going to cause some constipation. So uh, in certain situations where maybe we can't uh, avoid using calcium acetate, uh, we may just have to manage that constipation using other medications, whether it's you know stool softener, stimulant, uh, whatever the, the case may be there. So something definitely to ask your patients about when they're taking uh, calcium acetate or larger doses of, of calcium in general. So obviously we mentioned uh, the calcium, we need to, to monitor that. We also obviously need to monitor phosphorus. So those are two pretty obvious things. We're, we're trying to treat high phosphorus uh, and we're giving calcium. So we got to ch- check those out. Um, renal function is also going to be monitored over time to see how things are progressing as this drug is pretty much given in uh, CKD exclusively, at least in, in my experience in clinical practice. Uh, also parathyroid hormone, there's an interplay there uh, with renal function as well. So that's another thing that uh, might be monitored. All right, so let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll get back to it with drug interactions. So if you're in the market for pharmacist board certification study material like pharmacotherapy, ambulatory care, uh, medication therapy management, or geriatric exam, definitely go check out our study materials. Support our sponsor, meded101.com. You can find links to all those resources, meded101.com slash store. Uh, in addition to that, if you're not a pharmacist, we've also got a growing list of, of other resources from Amazon books uh, to Audible books if you like to listen on car rides, things like that, and, and learn things about medications. Uh, definitely go check out those resources, uh, support our sponsor, and help keep this podcast uh, free, enjoyable, and educational uh, for all. All right, so let's finish up on drug interactions. Giving a calcium product, whether it's calcium carbonate, uh, calcium acetate in this case, calcium definitely binds up certain drugs. So thyroid medications, it's going to lower ultimately the absorption of those thyroid medications if given close to one another uh, in timing. So there, we're just going to monitor thyroid function, you know, TSH, things like that, um, as well as we may try to tweak the timing of that administration uh, if that becomes an issue where your patient's requiring 
escalating doses and doses of uh, levothyroxine, let's say, recognize that we may have a binding interaction going on and, you know, look at that patient's medication regimen. And certainly, you know, calcium acetate is an example of that. Uh, Quinolone antibiotics. So that could be a really, really negative thing where maybe we're treating somebody for uh, pneumonia or serious infection and we're not absorbing the drug as much as we should because calcium acetate is binding it up. Uh, Biloxivir, a newer anti-influenza uh, agent, uh, certainly bisphosphonates for osteoporosis. Those are a very touchy medication. Uh, you can go back and listen to that podcast if you want, uh, but very, very common to have binding interactions with bisphosphonates. Uh, some of the HIV uh, medications, dolutegravir, elvitegravir, uh, those medications can be bound up by calcium acetate as well. And ultimately, uh, drug concentrations lowered, which may increase the risk for treatment failure in HIV, or like I mentioned with quinolones, infections, uh, which could be a really, really um, bad thing, certainly. So you got to pay attention because uh, this drug is given frequently with meals. So that's multiple times per day. So we got to be really careful with timing uh, and adjusting the timing of those medications. But also tricky, we've got to time calcium acetate with meals as well. So uh, very, very tricky. You got to work with patients on an individualized basis. Uh, you know, may have to, to skip doses, alter timing. You know, it really does depend upon the clinical situation, uh, how severe their elevated phosphorus is versus how severe the infection is and, and so on and so forth. So weighing some of those clinical parameters is really, really important um, on a case-by-case basis. Okay, so binding interactions, very key, very critical uh, with this medication. The other... Uh, critical, or at least I think critical drug interaction profile with calcium acetate is that risk for hypercalcemia. So adding in vitamin D, um, patients may be taking uh, Tums for an upset stomach, which contains calcium carbonate, uh, thiazide diuretics. All these drugs are examples of drugs that may raise those calcium levels further and create some really significant hypercalcemia, which could lead to some severe consequences uh, if left unchecked and, and unmonitored. So definitely some important drug interactions with calcium acetate, generally around the, the calcium uh, side of things, as well as the, the binding interaction side of things. So I think that's going to wrap up the podcast for today. If you enjoyed the show, leave a rating review on iTunes. Uh, greatly appreciate, or wherever you're listening, greatly appreciated. Uh, to those of you who have already done that, uh, it definitely keeps me going uh, hearing kind words and uh, things of that nature. So um, just wanted to, to take the time to uh, appreciate uh, the, the thousands of you who have listened and left reviews. Definitely um, very, very uh, heartwarming and, and appreciative of that. Uh, if you uh, enjoy the podcast, definitely go check out the free resource at reallifepharmacology.com. We've got a top 200 drug list you simply get for uh, subscribing with your email. Uh, we'll email that out to your uh, email box there. Uh, that's basically a, a pharmacology study guide where I highlight really important uh, clinical pearls that 
things that I've seen from the, the real world on the top 200 drugs. So definitely go check that out. Um, absolutely free, uh, simply for uh, subscribing, following along to the podcast. Uh, we email you out, obviously, new updates when we've got a new drug that we've uh, covered on the podcast. Uh, take the time, support the sponsor, meded101.com slash store. Greatly appreciative to all of you uh, who have done that. Helps keep me going, helps keep the podcast uh, free for all to enjoy. I'm going to sign off for today. Uh, you can track me down uh, on LinkedIn as well as meded101.com. Uh, hit the contact button if you want to send me an email. Those are probably the two best ways uh, to, to keep tabs on me. And with that, I'm going to sign off. Take care. Have a great rest of your day. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.